Welcome to the Morning Metro. Um, it is July 16th, 2021. Uh, we are, of course, your hosts, Good to New One, and my co-host, Cappy. Cappy! Woo! Cappy! Woo! Wait, hold on. I, have, I, can do, I can do better than that. Yay! <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, another another episode of the Morning Metro and all that jazz. I wanna um uh, so for the, uh, I know there's people who watch on stream and who listen and and via audio and all that jazz. Um, but I wanna um quick address that uh, you know the the Morning Metro is kind of been going through what I feel like is some like changes uh, in format, and um, I'm trying to figure out what that format is because traditionally we've always talked about like articles and discuss them and we've always packed like five to six articles in one show and i was like that's too much i'll be able to like have genuine um uh like genuine conversation about things that we find important to us and um you know we're trying to discover what that what that format looks like and stuff right now so if if anybody that's been listening via apple podcasts and google play or sorry, Google. It's it's so dumb. Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts. Yeah. If anybody's been listening via those formats and it felt a little bit lost of our uh, format, don't worry. Uh, you're not alone. We're lost too. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're gonna try. Um, actually, talk about uh, bringing up some articles and genuinely discussing them. And also while live streaming on Twitch, uh, if you ever want to watch the show live. Uh, for those of you listening via audio, you can go to twitch.tv forward slash grid21 and where I air the show basically every Friday now and release the episodes usually between a Sunday or Monday. It's some random time that I actually remember to work on it and process it and all that jazz. Um, so, yeah. Um, but hi, Cappy. Uh, how are you with all that preamble out of the way? I'm doing good. Um storming out but you know oh send it my way oh shoot i forgot to open up my arizona before the show wait do i have my hold on do i have my bottle opener and my leatherman hold on a second i think i got it somewhere in here oh yeah i do all right all right this is some asmr for people listening via uh audio oh shoot you know there's a pull tap right hold on uh yeah no there was a i know there's a pull tab but the problem is that the pull tab my nail couldn't grab it and i didn't want to bend my nail back and rip like that because that would actually hurt and i have oh, quite cold wine one one wow oh gosh <laughs> um hi leo welcome to the to the show and uh, all that grit has become an asmr streamer uh i would never become an asmr streamer that's just really bizarre uh, and very uncomfortable for me. Uh, so don't worry about it. That was just for, for static, or not static, that was for comedic relief. Um, but yeah, no, send, dude, send the rain my way. It is just far too hot, um, and stuff. And also, uh, sorry, uh, more preamble. I just remembered this. I'm so sorry. Uh, for anybody that's, uh, in our discord, um, that listens to the show in audio format or even live, uh, there is a new channel, and I post an announcement in the community news section of the Discord, which you guys should go check out. There is a uh, channel called the Morning Metro Article Submission, and basically uh, what I would like uh, the community to do is help build and contribute to the Morning Metro uh, together. 
and kind of help you know submit some articles and things that for Cappy and I to consider and discuss. Um, of course, uh, rules would be that make sure that it's family friendly and DMCA free or whatever. Cappy and I will figure out how to present the articles in a way that is informative and fun, but doesn't um, get us into trouble in any way, shape, or form because I well, don't know what's considered okay or not. You know, actually, how we're doing it is actually perfectly legal. Um, pretty much we're using it as like a source. So, oh, okay. Well, if there's like videos or music in the thing though, like, you know, I don't know how videos are, or music in videos for again, fair use, fair okay. use clause. So I'd have I to, mean, yeah. we hardly ever do videos anyway. So. No, no. Yeah. We don't really do videos cause we are the video and there's enough video. There's enough of my lovely face and Cappy's face being taken up the space here. So yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, um, but today's but to finally get into so yeah if you want to contribute to, to the show um go check out the, please help contribute to the show by going to the um morning metro article submission channel and put some stuff in there that you want to uh help us uh talk about and build a show around and then we get to stream it and record it and upload it to audio later so yeah um today's article today's series of like articles and topics are actually talking about um security and um security is you know as you guys may have you know obviously no security is very important obviously um but there's been a series of like ransomware attacks and critical um patches that even like microsoft had to, has had to push out uh, one of them being called the print nightmare bug and there was also a ransomware attack on uh Kiazia, a software firm and um so each of these articles, one comes from Wired and one comes from CNET.com and stuff. But I kind of wanted to like talk about, you know, how how secure is security? Because I feel like security is actually getting worse, not better. Um, and it's been a growing um, issue within the last couple of years. I think more recently. And I feel like that, you know, it, it's you can lock down as many things as you want with, you know, 2FA and stuff. But somehow, ultimately, stuff ends up getting hacked and stuff. Um, and, you know, and Cappy, who does IT, I'm sure would have a great perspective of, of this particular situation, I'm sure. Um, and actually, maybe I'll go ahead and just hand the floor to you and let you go ahead and kind of start this off a little bit. Um, you know, I know you had some articles, too, and so did yeah. I. We might have some of the similar articles a bit. Um, but go ahead and just kind of set it up, paint us a picture here of what you got, and then we'll just kind of go from there on that. So from what I have been seeing with all these cybersecurity issues, ransomware attacks, so on and so forth, is actually because of legacy products being still used, like Windows XP, Windows Vista, Windows 7, so on and so forth. The only real way to combat, like, ransomware attacks and stuff like that is to like do emergency patches and not take a proactive approach um usually when you're working in it dealing with sensitive nature is that you want to take a proactive approach rather than a reaction right so what i mean by proactive approach is like you know uh show your uh, infrastructure personnel or like your internal personnel on base on basic uh, security processes, so on and so forth, like mm -hmm. what web pages to go to, mm -hmm. um, sign an authorized user, uh, 
policy or AUP for short. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, making sure that anyone who is allowed to be on the network has those rights, whereas people off the network or don't have that contract, so to speak, stays off the network. Yeah. Well, now the pro now the problem with that is that you have sometimes you sometimes have users who mm -hmm. are not so understanding of what they're so, doing, could like policies the and stuff, and like code of yeah. conduct type stuff, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's say, for example, I'm a user who obviously this is just like a use case. I'm a user who finds a random thumb drive. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's on that thumb drive, so I'm going to plug it into my work computer. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, now <laughs> I, there's a virus on the network that could right. shut down the whole entire network. Right. Um, but in this case, ransomware attacks are usually done through exploits, like the print nightmare vulnerability that right. was just recently discovered, um, and uh, Wanna Cry from several years ago. Oh man, I almost forgot about that one. Um, now, in this case, with the exploits that are being attacked, is actually the Solar Winds exploit still that's still out in the open. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for, it, um, it, it, <laughs> for anybody that's excuse me, for anybody that's listening, um, and may not be also who watching who may not be familiar, can you familiarize us a little bit with what the Solar Winds exploit or, or um, ransomware is actually, just to kind of bring so, up to speed? So pretty much just to break it down in layman's terms, and I haven't really had a chance to research on this because that's usually okay. usually I do. That's um, fine. When a ransomware attack, when a ransomware happens, it usually goes. Your computer is usually wiped off with all your sensitive information, and then is just warmed out. Warming okay. is basically where it copies itself onto other computers on the network. So let's say, for mm -hmm. example, my computer and your computer are on the same network. Mm -hmm. My computer gets hit with the WannaCry virus or mm -hmm. WannaCry ransomware. Mm -hmm. um, then it worms to your computer or copies itself to your computer. Okay. That's pretty much the layman's terms of it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure exactly what the Solar Winds exploit really focused on. Um, mm -hmm. I'll have to take a look into that and sure. do an update on that next time we get together. Yeah, for um, sure. But as for this print nightmare vulnerability, from what I've been reading, is that it uses the Windows uh, spooler service. Right. Um, yeah. And that's in every that's in every version of Windows. It basically yes. allows like Windows to print to a local printer, whether via network or USB functionality. Correct. Correct. All right. Cool. Um, the, the spooler basically means, OK, I'm going to spool up the printer and, you know, get it. Send the information over and spin yeah. out the yeah okay. Now this execution actually, um, I have an article up here, yeah, uh, from <laughs> Ars Technica. Um, quote: Attackers can exploit it remotely when print capabilities are exposed to the internet. So what that means is is that some printers actually can connect to the internet, and you can actually on your phone sometimes send. Um, yes. Send your information off to that printer, and then it gets intercepted by an illicit actor. 
Then right. that illicit actor basically sends back to your personal computer uh, attacks. And that that's what's going on right now. Now, okay. Windows, Windows did publish an out-of-band um, fix for legacy products like uh, older versions of Windows 10, uh, Windows 7, and Windows XP, and Vista, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, however, uh, pretty much uh, on Wednesday, which, which this article was posted uh, I on actually did, the 7th. I I actually did get that that uh that print or that that patch um this week um from uh from Microsoft to help patch that issue. Um and actually uh cool uh, little note here here in chat from Leo. He says uh Windows backwards compatibility is pretty much its own downfall in a lot of ways. Yes and no. Um so uh, let me finish up on sure. uh, print nightmare issue. And we'll, and we'll touch on that in a little bit. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. So, unfortunately, with that patch, uh, a little more than 12 hours after the release, according to Ars Technica, uh, a researcher showed how exploits could bypass the patch. So, oh. the, the issue is, huh. is that even though you can patch it, doesn't mean that it's fully fixed or anything like that. So, the vulnerability um, would probably be because like for example like um i know we have a printer that supports um i believe it's google google cloud print i where i guess we could like hook up the printer i guess to a google account and i suppose you know as you say send a print to back to my home and everything which i would never do like remote printing anyway that's not i don't see that being practical um or necessary really i would rather just print my own network and everything um but is it stuff like that where it's like Google Cloud Print type services where you can like sync yeah. up your okay that kind of stuff yeah um, that's something that we've never in fact I just, I think it's actually switched off on the printer I should probably go check it just to be sure um, but it's so you would only be really exposed to this particular vulnerability if you did remote printing but otherwise if you didn't are you still like safe from this vulnerability or are you still just as vulnerable if you if you didn't use that particular service, if you understand what I mean here a little bit. And so unfortunately people are still vulnerable to this attack because oh. of the spooler. Okay. But, but other than that, if you don't send like directly to the cloud and stuff like that, and then back to uh, uh, your printer, you should be fine. According to what I've seen, I could be wrong though. Um, if mm -hmm. I am wrong, let me know. Yes. And I will address <laughs> the issues and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so go on. <laughs> but I, I, I feel that with Windows um, backwards compatibility is, is necessary at this point because you have like um, our electrical structures or mm -hmm. our electrical infrastructure running on Windows XP still. And wow. the problem is, is that it, it would be so, it would be such a tremendous undertaking to update all those systems mm -hmm. to Windows 10 and making sure that all the software for running the electrical systems, yes. so on and so forth, would be so expensive to companies and to the general public in the United States. Um, 
I actually uh, this this brings up um, a really good um, discussion here or a continuing discussion here because um, uh, a couple years ago when my dad had some um, medical um, situations to deal with we were in uh, one of the particular hospitals in my area and I believe that I caught a glimpse of one of the hospital screens and I think from my uh, guessing of the UI structure it was Windows 95. More than and, likely, and um, and the thing is, is that um, there was a, re a report that came out um a couple years ago that said parts of our government are still using floppy drives, if you can yeah. believe that. And you know, I think about the fact that like they people are concerned about their their privacy and their security and they're like you know enable 2fa and change your password and use LastPass and all this other stuff and it's like you know i sit there and i kind of i kind of have to laugh a little bit at it because they're they're asking us to do all these things but our data is still getting mined and hacked and everything else so it's like what's the point like is secured it yes or no is security actually security or is it just a mindset so two-factor authentication is the best way to do security because with two-factor authentication, you need two sources to, to identify yourself, like a YubiKey, uh, physical media, like a regular USB drive that you can program with YubiKey software or even uh, facial or recognition as well. Or your, or your smartphone even. Yeah. Even biometrics are more secured than just a regular pen. Well, or... people can still take so people can still take like a piece of tape of your thumbprint or fingerprint and like still copy. Like there are, I think there was something that was proven that they could still do that. Like bypass it though. So in older generations, uh, older iterations of biometrics, yes, but in today's world like with how there's like thumbprint scanners on cell phones or facial recognitions yes it, it it's more secured than you know using a password or anything like that because uh -huh. because how biometrics work is that everyone has a unique fingerprint you you only have that fingerprint mm -hmm. so it, it's kind of hard to replicate it yeah. Um, but but there are ways to the point where it would be more costly than worth to an average um average average um illicit actor like you know yeah but yeah you can still bypass it and stuff like that but what if you're willing to go to that extent <laughs> you you might as well just find a different uh, cr uh person to attack like and the the major problems that we have with security is actually our older generation who didn't grow up with like computers yeah. and so on and so forth that makes i'm not some blaming sense. them i'm not blaming yeah. them it, it's it's because they didn't just they didn't have that stuff they didn't know yeah. what i mean this is like i mean even for my mom who's like in her 60s like she's still like the computer is still an abstract concept to her like they didn't you know she's like well you know we didn't grow up with this stuff we were we she said we start coming computers started coming in when they were like whole room you know hard drives 
you know, yeah. and everything like that. And so, but technology has been um, drastically pivoted and ra- rapidly developed that I guess to some extent, like maybe security is there. It's just that the technology was developing, I guess, faster than the security. I mean, look at like how Intel had um, a physical hardware vulnerability for a while. And there yeah. was a patch for that, but that's because maybe the technology wasn't developed on enough. I guess I, I don't. That's my most educated guess, I suppose. Yes and no. Um, so the vulnerability wasn't discovered because nobody thought of looking there, like mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like most most companies actually. This is this is a little side subject. Okay. Most companies actually don't invest a lot in in cybersecurity because not many people think like, oh, there's going to be an illicit hacker that's going to, you know, deal yeah. with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why, which is why you see a lot of people with like, like the government. The reason why they do like uh, um, diversity hires isn't because of like they want to. Mm-hmm. Most of the diversity hires that the government does for cybersecurity or information technology are actually people with disabilities. Oh. And the the reason why is like a person with me with autism and stuff mm-hmm. like that. We look for the most absurd idea to do. Like mm-hmm. like for example, uh at my work we were dealing with like um a Windows 10 issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the camera would just crash. I'm like, okay, what hmm. what could be the cause of that? And mm-hmm. I looked for the most obscure thing that could cause this issue, and I resolved that problem. Nobody else in the IT department thought of that. Wow, nice. That That's just how people with autism and disabilities and stuff like that function. Right. So, and a lot, a lot of people who actually are into computers may have uh, autism and stuff like that, mm-hmm. because we actually think in coding, so to speak. Think outside the box and, a little bit about like certain situations of yeah. sorts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, how does that? So in, with that in mind, then how does that help like advance security or make it better? Because it's, as as we've obviously have noted uh, just a few, little bit ago, um, security is. Um, you know, I, I, my, my phrase is that like, if the hacker wants it bad enough, he'll find a way to get it. Um, yeah. unfortunately, and that is, uh, that is a very harsh reality. So how can security be improved with someone like such as yourself, the way that you think in abstract terms and, and stuff, like, are we really secure? Or are we just trying to catch, are we playing catch up? I think at this point we're, we're not at the point where we're playing catch up. But it's going to come to a critical situation where we will have to play catch up unless unless people start taking security more seriously, even Mm -hmm. with your own personal identity, even with your computer and stuff like that, like treating your personal identity like cash. Yeah. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, people who have cash end up spending their cash. So that might not be the best comparison. But I'm I'm talking about you wouldn't give cash wire or anything right, yeah, like that yeah. to a stranger right right um, understandable un- unless unless people get into that mindset of like treating your identity as if it were cold hard cash yeah 
there's there's no way to really prevent security issues happening like the the um print nightmare vulnerabilities or wanna cry et so on yeah so on and so forth now yeah. with with how windows 11 is actually right. being installed that's a good step in the right direction Right. However, um, there's going to be a lot of computers that are going mm. to probably be recycled. Unfortunately, this is a necessity we have we have to have. Um now uh there was a video that I posted actually in our uh I think it was in our community sharing on our Discord, which by the way, this was sponsored by our Discord. Join our Discord today. Mm -hmm. Link in the description <laughs> or link in the in the panel below and I don't know what the address is via audio, but I wish it's not a cool it's not a cool address, but you know, you guys know how to find our Discord obviously. Um anyway, uh sorry, long tangent, a uh, shameless plug. It's my community. Uh but anyway, um Linus had done Linus Tech Tips had done a video uh discussing yeah we LTT talked about the store.com store.com <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> Leo I love it beautiful he said store.com in the chat oh gosh um anyway such a meme anyway um <laughs> it really is anyway uh but he had done a video uh discussing uh the whole TPM thing and stuff, and um, yeah, a trusted platform module for anybody that forgot what that meant, um, and why Microsoft chose that form of security for um, for the system, and and the the I guess the reasoning behind it was that it like prevents um, it. Basically, apparently, they're like rewriting the way drivers are handled in the new like Windows 11. Yeah, and and um, I guess I I don't understand drive. I, I all I know is that drivers just make things work and do things. I don't know much about the security side of it. I don't know if Cappy, is that something you're more informed on than I am? A little bit. I I am a little bit more informed on this. Um, Can you so touch just a little bit on it for us to help bring some light here? So basically, what a driver does, it drives the operating system to to that um piece of hardware allows Let's the hardware to talk to the operating system yeah. basically yeah, yeah. it's a middleman essentially yeah. yeah so pretty much um let's say you buy a new graphics card right and you just want to plug it in unfortunately that's not going to work properly because it doesn't have the correct drivers yeah now once you get the correct drivers it'll basically <clears throat> sorry It'll basically um, tell it, okay, drive this or use Do this, this piece of equipment. Yeah. Ena enable that, et cetera. Yeah. So on and so forth. Yeah. Basically think of it as like a translator, so to speak. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good example of it. Yeah. I like that. Um, but other than that, that that's all that drivers do. Now, how uh, the TPM module works with drivers is it basically authorizes it as like a gatekeeper to okay. like or gate to your physical hardware okay um and it basically verifies okay this was this is meant for this computer mm -hmm. basically it's a built-in form of two-factor authentication oh um interesting yeah, pre pretty much that's the best way to describe it but like i said unfortunately a lot of computers who are 
that are like four or five years old that people don't want to give up aren't going to be able to be transitioned over to Windows 10. Now, mm-hmm. is that a good thing or a bad thing? Good and bad, depending on how people recycle their um, used hardware. Now, it is going to, like, if people just throw it away, it's going to create a lot of e-waste and so on and so forth. Yeah. But if people properly, like, send to a recycling company or take it to your local Best Buy or a computer company, it'll get to the right spot. Because a lot of computer companies or mom-and-pop shops and uh, repair shops know where to take it. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, a lot of a lot of the United States citizens have the mentality of just throwing things away. Yeah. Um, so again, it's getting this is getting a little bit a little bit off topic. I do I do totally understand a little bit. Um, but yeah. <laughs> what I wanted to kind of like get back on uh, on topic is that um, uh, so talking a little bit about like Windows security and stuff and and just security in general. So basically, from my understanding, is that. Um, and I'm trying to look up some articles while I was sitting here, but it sounds like Microsoft's trying to make driver security stronger um, yeah. because there's a lot of things that can get installed. I, you always see those, you know, update driver.com, get the latest drivers for whatever, and those can be full of like a bunch of malware and everything. And Microsoft is trying to rewrite the way the architecture of drivers work to essentially be more, um, more secure. Uh, by also requiring a, a TPM as a two-factor authentication um, system. And so it's like, you know, with that in mind, is that actually going to help the everyday citizen be more secure? Or is it, because it's like, there's always a, there was always a discussion with security about like a placebo effect. Like, you know, you enable something and it's like, man, you know, I've got a, you know, like I, I actually have a real life story. Somebody tried to hack a particular account that I'm, that I own and they, hacked it and from like california and i got an email about said account and i had to change a password like twice and then they got in twice and then finally i actually said forget it and i made a 2048 character password and enabled 2fa and that account has not been hacked since because like i I was like, stop trying to get in this account. This is not your, you don't have permission to do this. Um, but, you know, it's, that's the thing where it's like, um, no matter how secure, the most secure passwords are, <laughs> you know, is security really a thing? Like, what are we playing with? What it? What is true security? That That's kind of a... Uh... A loaded question. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I had to ask. You know. No, no. It, it, what it, it, that that? But it's a good question, though. Like, what is security? Like, I would I would almost say it's kind of um, what you define as define as a security. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Like, like honestly, I think I think that's the best answer. Is you know what 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 practices do you do to secure your stuff? Yeah, Liam. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'll I'll go ahead and re- no. say that, and I'll read the chat. Sorry. Go ahead. 
I mean, yeah, you can have like last pass or even use like edges, uh, edge chromium's recommended password for me and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, I like that feature, I use that feature a lot, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it, it's it's kind of a double edged sword, really. It is. And the and the thing is is that and Leo does bring up a really good point about it. The problem is that I have with passwords is that um there are certain accounts that I call that I consider mission critical that I need to be able to get into. Um and I you know, it's always a phrase of don't use the same password, blah blah blah. And unfortunately uh, the common American does use a lot of the same password and also the problem is that too you also have a part of the addressing the older generation you have a part of the generation that doesn't use cell phones um you know there's a great majority of older people like such as my mom for example doesn't have a cell phone they can't really 2fa except through their email but if their email gets hacked that 2fa um is basically gone and it's really frustrating to feel like there's no one real answer to solve this you know and unfortunately um our enemies in the united states are not going to give up they're not sleeping they're actively punching you know and testing and poking to see you know where is that that breaking point of um of you know not just america but other nations and stuff and so you know i i i'm to the point where it's like and i don't mean to sound like i don't care um people always talk about you know along with security always comes the question of privacy um you know selling of data uh you know corporations like google apple um just to name a few the big guys they're we all know that we're all obviously being like watched and and recorded and sometimes willingly yes you know sometimes (laughs) willingly um and uh people are like within the last couple of years are now like because when windows 10 came out they're like oh my gosh all the advertising data all my information, all the ad advertising. I'm like, okay, but wait, I need to pa- need to make you pause for a minute. When you made a Google account and a Gmail account, you were being data collected from day one. So why yeah. is it now an issue that we're concerned about our privacy and security when, frankly, the federal government uh, and many federal governments globally collect data on their people um for have doing it for basically for years so like this feels like a joke to kind of like i'm not trying to make i mean it's obviously not a joke and i know that just because it i I know some people bring up the argument of well just because it is doesn't mean that it's okay and you're right you're fully on right to say that to say that but it's like you've kind of already locked the barn door after the horses were let out so you know what do you what do you want and and regulations are going to fix stuff because usually regulations end up making things worse, unfortunately. Um, what yeah, to what so end? To what end are we at this? Well, going back to regulations, yes and no. Um, some regulations actually do help. Depends on who's regulating. Um, but as for like data collections, I would rather trust the government with my information than a private company like Facebook, Google, Amazon, even Twitch. Not, Mm -hmm. you know, not not to knock Twitch or anything, Mm -hmm. but but the problem, I, I think the problem is, is that 
there's not enough check and balances for companies that, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Twitch is Amazon, though. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, I okay. Forgot about that. Sake of argument. <laughs> yeah. Sake of argument. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Um, the problem is, is that there's no check and balances to, like, what what data is being sold and stuff like that. That's and, fair. And who is it being sell, sold to? Yeah. Like, you know, I I don't care if, like, my my browsing history is wide open to marketers like you know if it gets me to like an interesting product that i would want to buy i'm perfectly fine with that Mm -hmm. because that's what marketing is about is like getting getting product to the correct customer Mm -hmm. and while my data is being sold i would like to know who is buying that data and so on and and so forth yeah and why as well like you know, I I I I honestly think there there's there needs to be more transparency with data selling and personal information being distributed among companies. Like I think that's the major issue right now. Is not mm-hmm. like you know, hey, my data is being sold. Okay, who who? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and no, and I, and I, I understand, uh, and I can kind of agree with that, that it would be nice that, like, I think it's, it's really weird because somebody who does content creation myself, I am basically trying to market my data to potential audience. Um, so I, I'm on the, I'm on the double-edged part too, where it's like, you know, I don't necessarily want my data sold to a third party. Um, but at the same time, I also capitalize on that because let's say for example if using like a social media social media site for example say such as tiktok which is also chinese owned um so that's even that makes it more of an interesting system here is that you know tiktok has their algorithms and that algorithm is based on some sort of metric data uh that's based off of people's likes interactions hashtags um and that's a form of of like privacy that they're you know kind of kind of collecting a little bit to show you more content that's relevant. Um, It's just that like, you know, I don't, people don't need to know. It's almost like (laughs) with the amount of things that's collected on us, I'm surprised they haven't asked for a dossier about how many times you even poop. Like, (laughs) like being very real, you know, or, you know, some other things that I won't get into because it's going to go beyond like today. Yeah, uh, it's gonna go beyond the realm or the scope of this channel that I'm like obviously not willing to introduce. But you know what I'm saying? Like it, it gets very personal. Now, I don't, I don't want it to come to that. That's really weird. But I guess it's like I don't want companies to know how old I am or maybe like where I'm from, unless it's like a service that I genuinely need to use. Um, for example, like uh, ASUS has uh, accounts sign up for RMA stuff. They need to know where I live so that they can ship products yeah. to and from me for replacements or whatever. That's fine. Um, but yeah, some of this other stuff is just, um, you know, like I think, oh, what was the hack um, that was, oh, it had like everybody's banking information or social securities Equifax. or something. Huh? The Equifax. Uh, That's it. Branch. Yeah, the Equifax. Um, you know, there's, there's situations like that where it's like they had 
all kinds of stuff and they just went yeah. poof you know and gone um and so you know that's that's where like that's too much information about people well that with the equifax uh data breach the government actually stepped in on that because that that was a federal ftc issue mm-hmm. not like um not like a company or something not like the fcc issue or anything like that Hmm. but uh, it, it's it, it's kind of it's kind of hard to say like okay like we we want like our data to be kept private okay who's gonna who's gonna monitor that the fcc or the ftc or is it gonna be a brand new branch of the government like you know yeah the the problem is is that i don't think it's it's a government issue i think it is a more moral issue yes because you have like these entrepreneur uh not entrepreneurs but these big tech uh ceos corporate america. like yeah corporate america like uh mark zuckerberg and stuff like that like it, it's not a regulation issue it's a morale issue and the other thing that that happens too is that um if a company from what i understand if they're privately held apparently like to some degree there can't be government involvement because they're privately held because it's it's like you know i guess affecting public business or some such nonsense um but i also feel like to some degree that publicly just because you're privately held does not give you license to do whatever, excuse me, saying whatever the hell you want with somebody's like data. Like, I don't think that that's really okay, obviously. And I think there should be some kind of like red flag intervention or, or regulation or something. But if you're going to regulate it for pity's sake, please make sure that you're at, that is actually effective and it's really doing something because we throw yeah. b- regulation, you know, all these buzzwords, transparency, um, all this stuff gets thrown around so much. And this goes back to the my original dis- discussion a little bit and, and core of this conversation is that we throw these terms around and yet how much of it is really secure and really going to work because we've talked about regulation. We've talked about transparency. A bunch of com- lawsuits have been flying. In fact, actually, I think Google got ridiculed for something in another country for some sort of yeah. data or something they were collecting recently. Yeah, I, I forget what it was. Yeah, I, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, but, I know um, what you're talking about, but I but yeah, so exactly what that lawsuit was about. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I'm I want the more. I, I'm trying to figure out like how do you? I guess I guess a way to solve this or whatever is just I would just like to I would like. Well, uh, first of all, first and foremost, I really would love for poor people's moral basis to change, but unfortunately, that's not how this world works at, at the present time. Um, yeah, but it would be nice to to have some sort of truly enforced system that even if the company is privately held they're like no 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 you can't do this i know mark zuckerberg has been pulling to congress like multiple times for on multiple accounts of um data mining and usage and stuff but yet they still live on um but yeah so i guess i guess what just be careful what you submit online and how you hold on to your data i guess i guess you are your own security firm i suppose at this point is how this comes down to yeah pretty much um 
just knowing like good practices with like security and stuff like that, like passwords versus pins, um, so on and so forth. Just just understanding like what what works best for the you the user. Mm-hmm. Like if you're technically technically adept, use that to your best best advantage. Mm-hmm. Whereas if if you're not so good with computers, figure out what's best for you. Or consult somebody who is really good with computers yes. to help you, you know, find a good um, route and practice. I, um, you know, it's stupid. I really hate depending on my phone. Um, my, I guess it's kind of suggesting things. My thing is I use two-factor authentication through like the Google uh, Authenticator. Actually, by the way, Authenticator apps are a mess because um, on my phone, uh, I have a, a series, I have like three different authenticator apps because not every website service actually uses Google Authenticator. So I have yeah. to, yeah, and that's 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 a whole other discussion, but I guess I get to just briefly insert it. Authentication apps are indeed a mess. Uh, you have Microsoft, you have Blizzard, Google, et cetera. Um, you know, that's my form of security. And I guess what I would sort of suggest, um, just make sure that your phone doesn't die on you and you keep the battery, you know, charged, obviously. But um, the the only other downside to two-factor authentication is that if you lose, if you lose this, your phone, uh, well, you're locked out. You know, I don't know if there's a way of retrieving, uh, yeah, account retrieval if you have two-factor yeah. authentication. It doesn't sound like it's been fun. I, I One of my friends, uh, Virgil, uh, had an issue where um, the battery in his phone, I guess, was dying, and he had all of his authentication stuff on his phone. He's like, well, I gotta get a new phone that transfer all the codes before the phone, like, stops working completely, and I'm like, yikes. Um, but I guess, you know, that's my suggestion, I guess, to try to have good security. Uh, Cappy, I don't know, what what, do you, what would you suggest for someone for good security, or where they could get started, maybe? I mean, personally, what I use is I use two-factor authentication, but I actually have, like, a second phone. This is actually my old phone <laughs> ah i still have my old phone as well yeah that i use for two-factor authentication like when uh when i want to log into like um twitch or discord guild wars and stuff like that mm-hmm. but i i use this all the time like i use this as like a dedicated uh two-factor authentication because well it doesn't work all the time but you know it, it, it like I I personally am a believer of like reusing old technology and stuff like that, hmm. and that that's how I reuse my old technology and stuff. Interesting, so. interesting. Yeah, um, I guess you know, and make sure you know. I know something's crazy. Patch your operating systems. Um, you know, I don't know if I think Leo touched on a little bit. I don't know if he was. I don't know if it, if it was in jest or exactly. It says if only more servers use Linux. But I say again, if a hacker wants it bad enough, it can be hacked. Like you can get into it, even if it is something yeah. like Linux. You know, nothing is ever truly hack, hack proof. Um, because people get smarter and they study things, and the code is is out there. You know, I mean, even even uh, Apple laptops are susceptible to viruses and stuff like that. But the cool thing is, is that if you do get a virus on it, you're you're just you're just gonna have to wipe your whole entire mac os operating system Oof. that that's how it that's how it is and usually that's the best practice is like you know back up your data regularly if you do get a virus do research on like um what's the best anti-malware or uh that's, antivirus software 
That's a quick one I want to touch base on. Um, I, okay. Security virus software is also an equal like mess marketing wise. I just use Windows Defender and Common Sense. Yeah, and and to most people that that's perfectly fine. Like I I use Windows Security on only on my desktop because you know that that's what I game on and stuff like that. Right now I've used like um, Webroot. I used AVG and stuff like that. And it's like a third party source. How um, good are those in your experience? In, in my personal opinion, uh, Webroot is my personal one is my mm -hmm. personal favorite because it's so lightweight and ai controlled mm -hmm. compared to like windows defender or avg free um mm. there's a reason why i decided to start paying for like a yearly subscription for antivirus software yeah um but you know it it really depends on like if you if you're good at common sense for computers Windows Defender and Common Sense is the best practice. If you're not good with computers and you don't know what the heck you're doing, I would suggest going with like a third-party software like Avast, um, uh, Webroot. Avast um, is actually a is a ad program in and of itself, and I've actually yeah. you know, so I wouldn't really recommend it. I'd, I would discourage against Avast. That's just me, obviously. Advast has been improving in my personal opinion, but All right, I, cool. I digress on that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I digress. Um, J2Cents.com. Er, Lol. <laughs> um, Sorry, I, I love... What, I respect what, the Jane. What's, Linus. what's yeah. another virus software? I forget. Well, it you wouldn't use McAfee, obviously. Yeah, McAfee just... And you just wouldn't use Norton, out. obviously. Uh, Norton's been improving, too. Like, you know, what? with their... Yeah. Ever really? since the ever since the last CEO stepped down, they they've been pushing hard. Interesting. Like, to get their name their name back up there with like Webroot and um, Semantics and so on and oh. so forth. Interesting. But I I mean they just made a made a multi billion dollar deal like a few years ago with LifeLock. I did see. Um, I have seen ads for that. Yeah. Yeah, and I. I think they're starting to climb up there with with like uh, financial security, uh, personal information security, so on and so forth. Like I, like if you're looking for a really good deal with with everything bundled in, LifeLock, it, like Norton with LifeLock is a really good deal. Hashtag um, not sponsored. Yeah, uh, this <laughs> is coming from like a personal opinion and stuff like okay, that we're, of course. we're nowhere near sponsored with that but hey, all no. personal opinion disclaimer all all opinions are our own and all that other jazz so yes <laughs> um, but, but honestly it just it just really depends on what your use needs are like yeah. you know what your scenario like, is yeah like if you're a gamer but you, you're not exactly good at common sense webber is amazing it is so lightweight Huh. Like that that's one of the reasons why I personally love Webroot. Like compared to the other antivirus programs I done digging and stuff like that, uh Webroot is actually the lightest one taking only uh like fifty six megabytes on your hard drive or something like that. I forget. And how what's the CPU and memory usage? Do you happen to know? What CPU and memory usage? All right. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. 
So, but I mean, in, in my personal opinion, I think that Webber's the best one out of the three so far. Uh, uh, I am keeping a close eye on Norton, though. And I guess for myself, um, you know, if you're a bit of a savvy person, a little, a lot of common sense, and Windows Defender can definitely go like a long way. I think, like, I've been running. Yeah. I, 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 you know, careful what you download. Um, make sure there is. I oh, know, granted, SSL connection, and that's a whole other discussion. Web website security is a whole other discussion, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, be careful what sites you go to. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, uh, and all that jazz. But uh, yeah, I I, don't I, download that song because you know you might get hit with the vi vigilante malware. Oh, did we didn't even <laughs> did we even discuss yeah. that? Did you want to touch on that? Yeah, just just real quick. Uh, All right, go ahead. So, that. what's this um, vigilante software here? <laughs> so, so even though we're talking about security, there's actually a vigilante malware that's out there right now on pirating websites such as the Pirate Bay, uh, so on and so forth. Uh -huh. What it does, it actually does the opposite of like infecting your computer. It actually basically tells your computer to loop back to your internal uh, network to specific websites. Like, uh, for example, this one is actually targeting uh, Pirate Bay websites. Like, it has um, the Pirate... Uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to release the websites and stuff like that. Right, but... But, but pretty much it targets uh, the Pirate Bay websites and offshoots and stuff like that. So it and does it, like a reverse attack, like turning the yeah. attack around outwards. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. pretty much. Huh. And it, hmm. it, it, it's actually a very interesting way to target piraters and stuff like that. Interesting. So, I mean, I just find it really interesting and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I actually heard of a. If you want to learn about cybersecurity, there's actually a really cool uh, Linux operating system called Kali Linux, um, and that has a bunch of uh, ethical hacking tools to learn how to, um, like, learn about how to do ethical hacking and how to um, look at networks and things like and this, mm -hmm. and stuff and and everything. And I I like the name. Kali, because uh, and then and nobody, I think I'm only gonna understand this. Um, who's anybody who's a fan of KDA? Uh, the the character Akali. Uh, they, there's a song where she's just like you know says like says her name is Kali. So I was like, oh cool, League of Legends KDA. Uh, I can't help it myself. Anyway, but yeah, Kali Linux is a really cool um operating system I heard about from a friend of mine who was actually also studying security himself. Um. So, uh, thank you for that dog bark. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, but if you want to learn how to help contribute to the security of the future generations, uh, that's something to definitely look into. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's just called, it, the website is Kali.org. Um, so that's K-A-L-I dot O-R-G. So, um, but yeah, a little tidbit in there. But anyway, um, I think we're kind of, I think we're kind of like good on this. Yeah, good. We could probably just yeah. run the episode out. Yeah. So, um, but thank you guys so much who are listening via audio again um for you know taking a listen and enjoying our show we would love to um know how you please leave a review of our show on uh google play and uh not google play dear lord i keep thinking google play google podcast and apple podcast we'd love to know what your feedback is if you want to submit um an article uh for the show please uh email us at 
uh, themorningmetro at gmail.com. That's themorningmetro at gmail.com. Uh, if you would like to actually directly submit to us, you can uh, come to my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv forward slash grid21. Join our Discord. We have a The Morning Metro uh, article submission channel where you can uh, paste a link to an article that we should talk about and discuss. And if we find it interesting, we may actually bring it up on the show. And you guys can help build the show and make it really fun for us and everything. So, um, yeah, but thank you again. Uh, for those of you that are watching the live stream, however, uh, stick around. We're going to switch over to some gaming and chill out and, and stuff and maybe have like an after party discussion, perhaps, depending on how that goes. But, um, yeah, but otherwise, thank you so much. Have a good rest of your week and we'll see you or well, that is you'll hear from us next Friday or Sunday or Monday, whenever I post a show. So thank you for listening. We'll just see you soon. Bye bye.